0: Hello, and welcome to Living the Wit Life with Wit Ministries. The ministry's leaders on this podcast are, with more than 20 years of experience in ministry, and also as a public speaker, Jared Walkenfus. Also with 20 plus years as an entrepreneur and a leader in the marketing industry, Troy Foster. And I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of Walking in Truth Ministries, or Wit Ministries. We're so excited that you're joining us here today And as we discuss today's topic and how that can help you in living the wit life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm here with Jared Walkenfoos. Say hello, Jared.
1: Hello, Jared. I love (laughs) that. I
2: love
0: that. (laughs) And we're also joined today with Troy Foster, the master himself. Hello, hello. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, this week, we... um, We get to have a wonderful conversation that I think, especially today, this is a vital subject. This is something that is really important. It's always important, but especially for times like these, I'll tell you, um, we're going to be talking today about the power of prayer. And um, I like to look at, you know, there's three different major um, times or circumstances that we face. Times are either good, they're bad, or they're normal. That's it. So um, some people are better at focusing on prayer in the good times, but they forget maybe in the bad times and, you know, and vice versa. There may be a certain specific time that you struggle in your prayer life, and there may be other times that you're great at it. For me, I know when things are going well, I know to give thanks. I don't have an issue with that. And I know when things are uh, when I'm facing trouble and the circumstances are kind of, you know, not so good. I know to pray for help, but it's in those normal times for me personally that sometimes I forget. I get so just in the mundane and just the regular routine that I forget that I need to plug in. So we want to talk about the power of prayer And uh, remind all of us that it's important in the good times, the bad times, as well as in just the normal times. Um, But I'm actually going to pose a question just to get the ball rolling to see uh, what we have in store for this conversation tonight. So first question, why should we pray? What's good about prayer? So I'll leave that for you either one of you, whoever wants to kick that off.
2: I can see Jared is just ready to go. Can you repeat
1: the question? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: but Troy, go ahead.
1: Why should we pray?
2: Right. Right. Inquiring <laughs> minds want to know. Uh, well, my, my, my opinion on it is uh, we're in a relationship. Um, when you give your life over to the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, it, you've now become a new creature creation, and you are now in a relationship with your betrothed, and in short, in the simplest forms, why should we pray? Is because if if you're married, you typically would talk to your spouse, and you know I don't go to Christy and go, dear heavenly Christy, how are you doing today? Um, you know, <laughs> um, can I? whatever. Can you protect us from blah, 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 blahs? No, it's, it's a, it's a, just a genuine conversation. And in a very, uh, technical topic of prayer, um, that to me is kind of the lump it up in one thing. It's just a conversation. It's a conversation with someone that you love. So why should we do it? Because we love Yeshua. We love Jesus. We love the father. And and the second reason is, is it tells you a lot of times in the Bible, hey, pray, 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 pray. And there's tons of scriptures that go into it. Um, but I'll, we'll, we will definitely walk down each one of those scriptures or a good handful of them. So, Mr. Russell, what is, uh, what is your opinion for that?
0: I've, I love that exactly. It is. It's a conversation. It is important. Um, the thing is, whenever you love someone – You can either, uh, well, in the Western world, we typically fall in love and then we get married and then spend the rest of the time kind of falling out of love. And that's why there's so many failed marriages in the West. Right, right. But in the Eastern world, there's still fixed marriages to where they don't even see their spouses until the wedding day or until they lift the veil. I mean, seriously, they have dowries and arranged marriages that still happen and they have a higher success rate. But the reason is because they get married and then spend the rest of their life getting to know each other and fall into love. So if I have a relationship with God, I'm going to get to know him more by talking with them and having conversations with them and spending time with them. That's that prayer. But also there's, there's other parts to that prayer that are very important. But um, I want to get to know him, then I need to spend some time with him. And that's one of the things. It's a conversation, which again, the key word there is dialogue. It's a two way conversation, not a one way conversation. You're not just speaking to the wall, you're speaking to the creator, our God, the father of all of us. So, it's, it's important. Now, um, as an example for that I love to give when it comes to, you know, talking to my daughters about the importance of prayer and stuff like that, I like to use this analogy. So imagine if you were an art teacher and you're sitting at the front of the class and you've got the classroom all working on an art project and you've, um, you've got your child in the classroom. And so your child is sitting there probably close to you just because, you know, you're so good looking they want to be near you no i mean because your relationship is so great they want to be right there by you so they're in the front row you've given this assignment you're watching all the kids helping them with their art they're making this beautiful picture and of course you're walking by your child and seeing that picture well at the end of the day how would you feel if your child i mean you were there all day and you saw it How would you feel if your child never came and showed you that picture? Think about the perspective from the child. Child sitting there thinking, well, I mean, he saw it all day long. (laughs) He already knew that he did it. But you know how great it feels when your child is so excited that even though you saw every single stroke of the paintbrush, they were pumped up and excited to come to you and say, look what I drew for you. It's good. That's how we're supposed to go to God. He knows everything. He sees everything, but he wants us to bring it to him. He wants us to greet him at the door with joy and excitement. It's a relationship. So Troy, I'm right with you with that. It's a relationship and it's a conversation that happens as part of a relationship. Uh, Jerry, did you have anything Absolutely. to add to Troy's genius?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think a lot of times, people forget that they forget that it is a conversation. It is a two way street. It's not only speaking, but it's also listening. Mm -hmm. And uh, recently on, on my podcast, I actually did an entire podcast on conversations and the story that I used was called a one-sided conversation and went into depth of how, you know, a lot of times people will call you up and it seems like they called you just so they could hear themselves talk. Because they even answer their own questions. I mean, they'll start talking, they'll answer their questions, and you don't even get a word in edgewise. And you think, why why am I even here? Mm -hmm. Um, And when we think about prayer, we need to realize that, hey, it's not just about us talking. So trying to figure out what to say sometimes isn't necessarily as important as getting yourself into position to listen. So that's just uh, something that I was thinking about. And uh, I have a couple other tips later on that I'll share just about being more effective in, in your prayer life and some things that I've used over, over the years that have helped me to kind of elevate my prayer life and to be more, uh, be more effective. Because I mean, let's face it, if I were to call you on the phone and just start talking to you and you never responded, I'd probably get a little discouraged eventually, you know. be like, <laughs> "Hello, okay, hello, hello, are you there? You know, hey, hey is this on? Is this thing on? <laughs> right, you know, is this on?" And you'd be going, I, "You know, the person calling and doing all the talking would be gone. I don't know if I'm connecting here. I don't know if I'm being effective. And uh, there are some things that we can do to help us. And like Troy said, there's tons of scripture in the Bible that does." talk about encouraging us to pray. So um, why should we pray? I think there's a bunch of reasons, but uh, one of the biggest benefits of prayer, I believe is just that it's an invitation from God to, uh, you know, enter into a conversation with him. And wow. I mean, I've talked to a lot of important people in my life, but think about this, you know, we get to talk to God. That's pretty cool, and he wants to talk to us. That's even cooler. So, yeah. anyway, what actually happens when we pray? There's another question. Boom, just kind of brought that one out of left field. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? You ready to field that question?
2: Yeah, that people one. out
1: there are listening, going, Hey, I wonder what actually happens when we pray. And I just heard that from them, and I decided to,
2: just gonna ask it. So, and I see, I see Matt saying, go ahead.
0: Here's, I know I would love to hear a specific thing that I'm thinking Troy's going to touch on. And if not, well, then I'll sit here and look silly and then I'll just (laughs) do it after he does not But right before he does, I want to, I want to really hit on this. Uh, I I was always taught that there's four different types of prayer four different elements to prayer and I think it goes even deeper than that but we'll just stick with those just to kind of keep this this as a, a quick understanding one is giving praise we're praising him and and when Jesus gives the example he says because at first he's talking to his his actual followers and and he's telling them how to specifically pray but then when he's asked again by another but not his closest group but more of just the ones that are following him more loosely basically the difference would be the ones who really understand and are in a close relationship with him he gave them one answer but then the ones who are just following and very much so interested he gave a different answer and that would be a different level of understanding between the groups but he said to the ones who were just following him he said when you pray pray like this. Some people took that as those are the words I'm supposed to say. I have to say that prayer every time I pray. Well, that goes, it kind of contradicts where where God, well, Jesus said, woe to you, (laughs) woe to you who pray the same prayer over and over and over again. Well, that's scary. You just told me how to pray. I'm repeating what you said. And now you're telling me don't do that. No, because he said, when you pray, pray like this, like this. And when he did it, he gave an example and he covered those four elements. First, he gave praise. He praised how amazing God was. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That is praise to him. But then also he goes through and he, he, he goes through and he um, asked for forgiveness. He asked for help and then he gave thanks. Those four parts are in the Lord's prayer. Praise, asking for forgiveness, asking for help and thanksgiving so i just wanted to make sure that we knew that those four elements are key and you don't have to i mean i for a while when as a immature when i was first a believer i went through and made sure that if it was my if i was called on to pray because trust me growing up i was used to saying the exact same prayer over and over and over and over and over over again but um then finally I, i felt very convicted about that and I hid when people said, uh, who can pray for us? I was under the table. I'm like, no, you're not gonna call on me. And of course, when you're hiding under the table, what do they do? call on you. And so I would think, all right, first, let me give praise. And I would go through that as if, as if it was an outline. You don't have to do that. Every single prayer doesn't have to have that. I mean, there's no cut and dry rule to how to pray. And if you don't include all of these, you're wrong. And I've actually heard pastors who have taught that. And and I feel bad for that because that's not true. Just give praise. You can just spend an entire time just praising him for who he is. That's prayer. Yeah. 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 And when you're in trouble, you can spend the entire time asking. He's not looking down on you and go, well, where's my thanks?
2: That's not who God is. Yeah,
0: that's good. You understand his character more through prayer as you learn more you'll understand more how to pray to them but i'm sorry troy now now here's i want to kind of lead you into this because i think you might have been going there and if not well here you go good luck here's a slow pitch right (laughs) when we pray there's a specific thing that happens one spiritually two physically but also in heaven
2: hopefully i i hit this (laughs) this um, softball that you've given me but the scripture that comes to mind um, when we deal with uh, a spirit, and that's what God is. It says that we worship him in spirit because he is spirit, the spirit of truth. And when we talk to him, we are now taking a physical act, whether it's in your mind or whether you're speaking out loud, and I would encourage you to always speak it out loud if you can, because you're, you're, you will literally change the, the atmosphere that you're you're within when you speak these things. Like if you speak the word of uh, God or, or you um, praise in song or whatever the case is, and the scripture I want to use is Matthew 8, 18, 18. And this is what you do when when we pray, we do this act and don't get hung up on this scripture by itself. But I'm trying to paint a picture of what it is. Um, I will read, let's see, I'll read two, two versions, because one of the words is like, well, what that even mean? So it says, truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So a lot of people don't know what bind and, and loosening mean. Um, in the New Living Translation, it, it uses the word forbid. So I tell you the truth, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven so when we pray that's what we're doing we are transferring our kingdom authority that that god gave adam he lost it jesus got it back now we have this kingdom authority here um let's go back to the lord's prayer it says our father that's that's who we're praying to our father hallowed which is Wonderful and great and praiseworthy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth just like it is in heaven. That's what we're doing when we pray. We are, we are presenting um, our crown, our kingship to the king of kings through Jesus to God, and we are aligning our will with his will to bring that authority to earth. It's already in heaven. We're bringing that authority and that power to earth. That's what happens when we pray. And if we can, a lot of people want to get hung up on, well, you know, should we should we pray to Jesus or should we pray to Mary or should we pray to um, God? Well, if you want to get technical, Jesus said, "This is how you pray, our Father." So we pray to the Father. But when we're in our our time of prayer with Him, we have to remember uh, we. Our brains and our minds can't comprehend everything that God set out, has created and done, and everything. When we just approach Him with a truthful, humble heart, and come to Him in prayer, it's like our children. If if they're attempting to do something, like when my three-year-old, she's attempting to draw something for me. I mean, it could be, I mean, unrecognizable, and it's beautiful to me. It's just absolutely beautiful that she even she attempted to draw me a pretty picture and it's just scribbles that in turn is how god would see us when we're working our way through prayer as we mature into this destiny god's called us to do he sees every attempt that we do no matter how much we fumble and how much we you know sit there and we stare at the wall and we start praying and then we uh, something crosses our mind and we run down that rabbit trail it's beautiful to him cuz we're we're trying We're trying to do it.
1: And speaking of pictures, you're talking about a picture that your uh, daughter drew for you. I remember I was uh, working in a church and I happened to go and help out in the preschool because they needed some help. So I was there and there was this little boy, I believe his name was Ian and Ian was drawing. And one of the things that the preschool teacher taught me was how to respond to this question about their drawings. So he was drawing and he drew something that looked like just scribbles on a page. Right. And I looked at it and it just looked like somebody had just scribbled a bunch of black ink in the middle of a page. And I looked at it and I go, wow. And he goes, you see this? And I go, yeah, I see it. And I said, um, tell me about your picture. And he goes, don't you know what it is? And I'm like, um, I know what I think it might be but it just scribbles people. It was just scribbles. He goes, it's a bug. And I go, Oh yeah, it's a bug. I go, of course, because I had relationship and I had learned how to ask the proper questions instead of, well, what's that? You know, I mean, yeah. and I think sometimes when we go to God, we think we have to go to him with this, you know, perfect picture of prayer. Right. And he wants the relationship you had mentioned earlier, you know, about praying and and how jesus said our father that Mm -hmm. was an endearing term right it was like Mm -hmm. saying daddy Mm -hmm. daddy It's like coming to him like that because prior to that if you're reading the bible i mean it seems like they're always addressing him as the god of jacob the god of isaac the god of you know and they're addressing him in these formal ways and then jesus comes along and, and uses a term that seems to be kind of almost sacrilegious, Sacrilegious, right? right? I mean, he just like blew their world apart. He's like, how should we pray? And he says, daddy or our father, just because it was out of relationship. And I'm like, Whoa, that's awesome. So I I've heard a lot of different people pray. I've, I was in youth ministry and, you know, people just coming up and praying and, um, young people, and I'd encourage them to pray out loud. So I could say amen and actually hear what they're they're praying about. And uh, that can be a challenge sometimes for people is, is, man, I don't know if I can pray as good as that person. So I always tried to keep my prayers as simple and as easy to understand as possible for two reasons. One, so I could hear them and understand them. And then two, so that other people around me would get some confidence and go, well, I can do that. You know, that's not so hard because God wouldn't think about it. Why would God make it hard for us to talk to him? You know, I mean, we try to do that. Religion, I think, tries to put everybody in a box and say, you know, you have to do it this way. Well, I think we need to just grab the pen like Ian and start scribbling. Just start sharing your heart. And uh, when it comes out, if you're not quite sure what it is, it's probably a bug.
2: But anyway, <laughs>
1: that's that's my thoughts on, on prayer. And I thank you for helping us to... Uh, Recognize, you know, what actually happens uh, when we pray. That, that was great, Troy. Thanks so much.
2: You know, my pleasure. And and mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking through um, as as we go through these things. There's, you know, the Bible has things in there because it is a roadmap, and there are um, weapons of our warfare. There are tactics that we can't we can't just toss them to the side so i don't want i don't want us to to approach prayer in this idea of that it's just always like this now it doesn't mean that it's not like this but it does mean that there is a maturing there is a process of growth that that you know paul tells us always that we're always in a process of growth in this and um A lot of times people are absolutely terrified on this deal of prayer because you are talking to the creator, right? And, and there's this huge book that's got, you know, thousands of words in there. And a lot of them, you just like spin your head. You're like, well, what does that even mean? And so a lot of times people are like, you know, how should I pray? How how do I know Mm. what to pray or how to pray? So let's tackle that question. Mm, that's good. You guys are
0: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you know, uh, Troy, yes, you did hit that out of the park. Jared, you added perfectly to this one piece that goes straight into this. I want when, whenever we have, um, well, as new believers mm-hmm. with a immature faith or an immature understanding, uh, just like a babe. So they talk about this little baby. As we become born again, we start again as a baby and we grow in that. Here's the reality. Whenever we pray, our prayers are received. They're received by God. And uh, it's described at one point that even though I am like a young child, my prayers are received like incense before you. Mm-hmm. it is david in a, in a psalm he's talking about may my prayer be counted as incense that's in in uh psalm 141 he says it multiple times that he talks about his prayer being a a sweet aroma something that just sits before him and um it doesn't it doesn't say that he's an expert i mean now we read psalms we start to think well david's an expert but think about this mm-hmm. what did david do all the time he sat around in a field maybe with a sling bruising a tree with some rocks he got all kinds of time to spend with God he's out there and he's talking with God all the time I mean what would have happened if David would have told God no God would have found another David but he knew if I go ask David David has a heart for me that was the that was the key phrase that he used in describe God used to describe David. But it was because of that relationship he understood. But when he started in the beginning, he said, I'm just going to speak. Please hear my hear my cries. Hear my prayer. Let it be incense before you. But to solidify that and kind of confirm it, in Revelation 5, it says, Revelation 5, 8, when he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each one holding a harp, and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So Mm. when you pray, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. The the key is this. How do we pray? How do we know what to pray? Well, just look at the the circumstance and know you don't have to be perfect. You just have to start. God loves us so much that even when we trip and we stumble, he's not going, come on. How many times have you done this? Get it right. Do it again. No, he's not. He's not there to critique us. He just said, come to me. Mm -hmm. Come to me. You who are brokenhearted, come to me, you bringing praise, bringing worship. Bringing me all of it. He said, Come to me. He didn't say, Once you practice and you've written it a hundred times and you've got it memorized, then you can come see me. He didn't say that ever. So, whenever we talk right. about our personal prayer, don't be like, You guys said it perfectly. And I didn't mean to retell it, but I, while y'all were talking, I, I was being taken to scripture. So, there it is. That's exactly it. So, so what do you do? Um, how should I pray when I don't know how to pray? Just start. Just yeah. start. That's the thing. You have It starts with um, duty. Do it because you should do it. You should. The Bible says, when you eat, give thanks. When you receive, give thanks. It says, always in thanksgiving. So there's some things you have to start off out of duty and this was this isn't something that i'm came up with uh, there was actually a um one of the elders of the church who said this and i thought that's that's genius but it starts out as duty and then after a while it turns into a discipline to where you do it because you have to do it and then you do it because you know you should do it and it's a discipline you need to pray i'm gonna pray but eventually it becomes your delight mm-hmm. yeah, it becomes your delight to just go father i I want to be in your presence. Just listen. Let me listen. Let's have this conversation. I mean, there again, there's so many scriptures. Just start. Just start the conversation. Now, um, Jared, what do you have That's to good. add to that?
1: That's good. And you <laughs> know, just kidding. Just thinking about, uh, you know, how do we pray? How do we learn how to pray? Um, what should we pray when we don't know how to pray? I was taken to Acts 2:42, and it says this: and the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, and to fellowship, and to sharing meals, and to prayer. So they're hanging out. I mean, all those things are kind of relational. You know, you're teaching; you got to have the teacher and the student. Your fellowship; you're just hanging out, right? You're sharing a meal. You're around a, a a table, and you're you're you know just you know, probably exchanging stories and different things like that, but just sharing a meal together and then also the prayer. So they were learning from one another in community. And I think someone mentioned it earlier, but um, just the fact that we will mature in our prayer life and just like anything else that, you know, you do it in life when you start off. And if it's something new, It can feel a little awkward, right? Mm -hmm. It's a little awkward. And then you start getting a little bit better at it. And then it kind of, maybe you hear somebody's prayer and you you use their prayer and, or you read the Lord's Prayer. There's nothing wrong with that praying God's word, right? You know, and you read it and pretty soon it kind of becomes a little bit more mechanical, right? And then afterward, after you go through with the awkward stage and the mechanical stage, then it becomes natural. And then pretty soon people are looking at you going, hey, can you pray for this? Because they think you're a professional prayer warrior. And it's just about you feel comfortable mm-hmm. talking to God yep. about those things and getting in a position. And I started thinking about this. I was at a, a session one time and Bishop Joseph Garlington was was preaching and he was sharing something about prayer and Thanksgiving. And I basically borrowed... The teaching and I've used it to help myself become more effective in prayer. Cause let's face it, you know, when we we're praying, we'd like to think that we're actually being productive, right? Otherwise, it's kind of like just one-sided conversation. You're talking to yourself, people think you're crazy, and you know, that doesn't go real well. But we want to be more <laughs> effective, right? And and eventually we quit doing it. Then if we don't get and feel like we're getting answers to prayer or this is useless, this is pointless. It's kind of like I talked about earlier you know calling somebody up and they don't ever respond and it's like why did I call this person they're not even talking to me no. you know um, you feel like it's not working there's not that two-way conversation well imagine this imagine if you will you had a debt let's say you owed, owed the IRS ten thousand not nah, ten thousand that's too little let's say you owed the IRS twenty thousand and you had to have it paid in the next two weeks and you didn't have it. Okay. And you were sitting there going, what am I going to do? I got to have this debt paid in the next two weeks. And then just out of the blue, after a couple of sleepless nights, you get a call from a friend that you hadn't heard from in a while, but you knew this friend was fairly well off. And they said, let's just say, I got a call from Matt, somebody named Matt. We'll just pick a name, Matt. Just and me. Matt called me up and said, Hey, Jared, how you doing? And I said, I'm okay. I'm doing fine. You know, I basically lie like a lot of people do when you ask them how they're doing. I'm doing fine. No, you're not. I can tell you're not doing fine. So, but Matt doesn't settle for the, just I'm fine. He says, you know, are, how are you doing? Really? Is there anything I can do to help you out? And like, nah, you know, maybe, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing so great. And he says, you know what? The Lord told me to give you a call for some reason. I just don't know what, but I just, you know, just, are you going through anything right now? And then finally you break in and you go, Matt, you're a trusted friend. I can count on you. I, I know I can trust you. And here's my dilemma. <laughs> I owe the IRS $25,000. I have to have them paid in the next two weeks. And then Matt, my trusted friend says, you know what? I knew there was a reason I called you. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to send you a check for $25,000. At what point in that conversation would it be appropriate for you then to say, thank you? Now, remember, this is Matt. He's a trusted friend, someone you can count on, someone whose words you can trust, and you just presented your request and your need to him. At what point is it appropriate for you to say thank you? Are you just going to just sit there and not say anything and just go, "Hmm, well, I'll believe it when I see it. When when it's in the mail and it's cleared the bank, then I'll say thank you to Matt. But right now I'm not going to say thank you. No, you'd be going, really, Matt, really? You're going to send, oh man, thank you so much. And then Matt says, and it's a gift. Don't even worry about paying it back. And you go, double thank you you know right you're like awesome this thank you jesus you know you're happy you're excited you're thanking him and the whole time you're just waiting for the mail to come but you know it's going to come because Matt told you you trusted him well if you want to become more effective in our prayer life we got to mix thanksgiving in with it so first we present the need and then we give thanks as though we're speaking to a trusted friend whom we have a relationship with right we talked about that earlier and he gives us the answer and if you don't know what to pray Here's a little tip for you. Pray God's word, get in his word and just remind him of his word and just pray that. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's so awesome. When God speaks to us either through a friend, through a teaching, through hanging out with other people, through fellowship, through his word. It's amazing. Sometimes he'll just speak to you, give you a prompting in your heart. Um, I've never heard him speak to me audibly, but you know, I'm sure it happens. I've heard people uh, you know, heard from God, literally the audible voice of God, which I think would be kind of way cool. But anyway, um, that's, that would be like my preferred method. Cause I'm a, um, I learn by listening and watching that's kind of the learning style that I have. So for me, the audio Bible is tremendous because I get to have all these different people speaking the word of God to me and it helps me to listen. Now I also do read the word. Okay. I can read. So I do read, but it's important to, to do those things. And if you want to become more effective in prayer, you know, how do we pray? What do we pray when we don't know what to pray, pray his word, just remember to present the need and, or, or the praise, present the praise to him. It's not always about just asking, for for things that we need sometimes it's just saying thank you ahead of time you know it's mm-hmm. like god i just want to praise you for just being able to get up today i just thank you for that you know and as you go on and thank him and thank him and thank him pretty soon you start getting reminded of all the other things that he's done for you in you and through you and you become just excited about that time that you get to spend with god in conversation
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's prayer ladies and gentlemen. And that's all I got for now, <laughs> <That's> it.
2: <laughs> but it's Dad, helped see, me out, man. I see you holding up. Do you have scriptures that you want to run through? No,
0: Off screen. That's,
2: no, I did have one, but
0: I wasn't doing that on purpose. That's just kind of funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, there's, um, I'm videoing you the oh. whole time. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, exactly. I was going right to the scripture before I just written it down and then, he talked about it um, just perfectly, but James 1.5, James 1.5, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him, but he must ask in faith, knowing without any doubting for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Just know that when you ask, he's a good father. Just know that when you ask, he's not going to trick you and give you something unexpected. We know that from reading in Luke. Who asked their father for a fish? Does the father give him a snake? The whole, the, the fish to snake is kind of confusing in the West and in our time. But then it was a trick. It was the, the uh, fish that they could be talking about would be an eel that they would eat. It's not that, that out of the ordinary. It's not so strange. It makes a little more sense when you, when it's who when asked for a loaf of bread would be given a rock because now you get it and you go, Oh, well, okay. Those are kind of similar, but the snake and the fish. Now you have to put yourself into that context and know what they're saying is when you ask a good father, would he ever come back to you with a trick? Would he come back and go, I ha, ha, got you. Ha, I know you needed $25,000, but I just wrapped up a whole bunch of monopoly money. Hope that works. No, <laughs> oh, no, that's not what he's going to do. <laughs> right. He's right. going to deliver. And he says, ask knowing period. Ask knowing. So, and then give thanks before him because he is a good good father but the last thing on uh, what Jared was talking about on our pursuit for truth one of the things that we one of the lessons that we actually teach is we equip the guys in helping them to uh, a good strategy to reading the Bible and to do it with themselves in their quiet time also with their with their family or with friends or in a Bible study but to where they can actually read now I've just reading the Bible and letting the Bible uh, or really letting the Holy Spirit interact with them and engage with them. Mm -hmm. And whenever the Holy Spirit is tapping on their shoulder, they need to, to respond. And that's actually what the scripture says, but the whole thing that we teach them, there's so many people who say, but I don't, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to pray. How can I pray? And we teach exactly what Jared just talked about. We say, it, what if we were looking at james 1 5 and that was the scripture that jumped off at me and it's like oh hey that scripture is really important and the holy spirit's tapping on my shoulder and when it comes time to pray i can easily say um just praying god whenever i have a need just remind me that i just need to ask you i'm just reading this because you give generously and without reproach just read the scripture pray the scripture Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless.
2: The thing when I started out in Bible college, we... You, you said, you know, sometimes you have to do it out of duty, and then you have to do it out of discipline, and you do those things. And uh, when I was in Bible college, uh, we had chapel every morning, and we had to pray. Uh, we would get by ourselves. Everybody in the uh, service would find their spot in the sanctuary, and you would pray. And you would pray 10, 15, 30, hour long, however long it needed to be done, you would, you'd would pray every single morning. And, um, one of the things, cause when you, when you start out you're like, you, you pray for your family and you pray for, you know, these things that you can think of. And then, you know, come Wednesday, you're like, well, I kind of prayed about everything. You know, what else do I do? <laughs> you know, I, I, it says not to babble on about things. I don't want to keep repeating it. Um, even though it does tell us to keep beating on the, the door of the judge until he does give us justice. Um, but as I was going through all of those, like, oh, what do I do? Um, I found a, a good book that kind of outlined what, and we've already kind of top, topically talked about this, um, is the, uh, Our Father, the, the Lord's Prayer, what do you want to call it, and that it's a guideline. And I just wanted to break down, how I did it when Bible college, how it helped me uh, be more exercised in prayer, and the the Our Father. It starts off, you know, with Our Father in heaven. So we understand the position. It's Abba Father, He's in heaven, and it says, um, I'm going to read this out of the complete Jewish. It says, May Your name be kept holy, May and so uh, that's that's that reverence. So we understand the hierarchy, Abba, Father, and then we understand the reverence, the, the humbleness, the, the honor that it is to, to come to him. And then uh, the next thing, when you pray these things, you don't have to go keep your name holy. When you're in prayer, you say, Abba, Father, Father God. You can use the, the name that you want to use to portray him and say, you know, Father, just thank you so much. Thank you for being in heaven and creating us to be here on earth. And then you go through it as a guideline. You don't have to pray it exactly like this. So the next one is, um, may your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I already spoke on that. It tells us what we are doing. We are transferring this kingship. We are transferring authority. So in that, you can say, "Thank you for giving us your word that it gives us the outlines of your kingdom principles, your laws, that allow us to transcend this cursed system that uh, you know you died to save." So you can break it down and, and put it into your own words and go through it step by step. And then the next one talks about, "Give us, us give us the food we need today, or give us our bread, our daily bread, bread." In the Bible is sustenance, but it's also a currency. So, and and, and if you want to take a step further, um, the bread of life is the word. And so you have sustenance, you have currency, and you have his word. So give us today the food we need to sustain ourselves, the connections, the ability to go make wealth, the ability to make money, to change our community, all that type of stuff, and also give us today our revelation of your word. Give us that, that nugget that we're supposed to have today that's in your word. And a little hint, it takes some listening and some quiet time and just listening to what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you. And then you go on to forgive us for our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Well, that's kind of the key thing to get into heaven. You gotta yeah, forgive who you know kind of pooed in your post toasties. You, you you gotta forgive them for that, and <laughs> so that you would be forgiven for whatever nonsense that you've done. Um, and lead us not into. Now this is one that a lot of people are just like, what? Wait a minute. What it says? Do not lead us into. And and the King James says, do not lead us into temptation. Well, it says that God can't be tempted, and those things that He would never, He would never test us for temptation. He tests us to prove that our heart is um, circumcised to Him, but that it's not to test us into sin or to tempt us into sin. And, um, and a lot of people are like, oh, oh, "Oh, you know, why would we even say something like that? Like, you know, don't lead us into temptation when it's not, it's not His character and it's not His." will to do that. And um, I like this transition or translation. It says, and do not lead us into hard testing, but keep us safe from the evil one. And so that breaking it down is that we should have an understanding of uh, things happen to us. And if we don't pray, if we don't engage into this battle, there will be things that could happen to you, hard testing that could harm you. God's sovereign, that's his gig. I don't I'm not gonna hop in there and say, well, it is this way or it isn't this way, but we have the ability to negate some of those hard times, hard things that happen to us. So praying the forgiveness and praying that we are vigilant and discerning enough to fight this fight and not fall into a hard testing and not fall into the traps of the evil one. Um, and then this one's there's, there's a lot of debate on why this is in here. It says, uh, for kingship, power, glory, and yours forever. Some of the older transcripts don't have that. Some of the newer ones have it changed up. Um, so it, you can say that. I mean, it's, it's not going to hurt to say that thing. But again, it comes into thanksgiving of who God is in our lives. And for me, this little piece right here, when you've prayed all the things that you know how to pray, this always helped me. It was kind of like a, a memory jogger of what I should be praying for, what I could pray for. And so hopefully that helps. Hopefully I, I said it in a way that it, you know, people understand what I'm trying to tell them. Um, but hopefully this gives people a guideline of breaking that barrier. Because you will go into a duty to pray, because we're asked to. That is a command. And then it gets into the discipline of doing it, kind of like when you work out. When you work out the first few days, you're like, oh, that's sore. That's kind of, that's not fun. And then once you get into it, you know that it releases the endorphins later, and you feel good and all that stuff. So you do it out of, you know, discipline. And then as you move forward through there, you actually crave. You, you'll actually crave to work out because you you miss the the endorphins and the things that happen after you work out some of you guys are you guys are smiling at me like you don't know what i'm talking about you all do that
1: well it's been a while (laughs) since
2: i worked out yeah and (laughs) and so for us to do these things we have to go through that process and i want to hop into because believe it or not there is a silver let me say this right a silver am i saying silver sounds wrong silver it's a funny bullet. word it's a funny it is word. it's it a is color one of those. too it is right <coughs> And the metal um, yes. there is a silver bullet when it comes to prayer oh like for and, vampires silver <laughs> bullet yeah absolutely and garlic and wood posts and anyways um the uh, the, the prayer that paul talks about <laughs> nothing <laughs> um the prayer that paul <laughs> paul tells us um Jared, you have be says, taking notes yeah, I, says, I am.
1: I, in, Professor Troy, go ahead and continue. Sorry for that rude kid in the back of the class.
2: Uh, in Ephesians walk walking loose, please six, sit
1: down and be quiet. Right. Go on, Ephesians Professor Troy.
2: Ephesians 6.18. It says, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Messiah's people. So there's a... Um, we talked about how, so we followed the Lord's Prayer and what Jared lined out eloquently on the how-to. But what if what if I don't know what to pray, like like the actual words? Like you've lined these things out and you've said these things. W- what, what if I don't know what, the actual words to pray? It's it just not coming out of me. And Paul tells us that we should pray in the Spirit. The silver bullet of prayer is when you don't feel like you don't feel like praying, or you have literally no reason you, you wake up at 3 a.m. and you just know, okay, I just I just know that I'm supposed to pray, but you're like, okay, God, what do I pray? And nothing comes to your mind. You pray in the spirit. Paul tells us that it builds us up spiritually, and it is the perfect prayer. It's the perfect prayer because it's your spirit being used by the Holy Spirit to talk to the Father. If there's someone that knows what's going on in the spiritual realm, in the real world, they know your uh, real heart, they know everything about you, would be the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and the Father. And if we would yield ourselves over to the Holy Spirit, let Him pray through us, yielding our tongue over, praying in a prayer language that Paul talks about, we would pray that perfect prayer. When you don't know what to say, always lean on the Holy Spirit. That's good.
1: Boom. Amen. Oh man, that's that was so good. Drop the mic right there, people. <laughs> that is that is definitely a silver bullet and it is an advantage. And I think that's why it's so important that he um had his disciples wait until they were induced with power from on high. Mm-hmm. Because in order to have effective prayers, I mean, let's face it. God obviously has the most effective words to say during <laughs> prayer time. Yep. So if I'm listening to him and uh, yielding to him, it's kind of like that. Uh, I don't even remember the name of the play or the movie or whatnot, but there was that guy that was hiding behind the bush. And then there was the good looking guy. Um, so there's the ugly guy that was eloquent with his speaking. And then there's a the good looking guy that's trying to charm this lady right like i don't know if she was in a balcony or what i wasn't in theater but you guys remember that movie or that story uh and and he like she falls in love with this guy but this guy's just feeding them the lines from behind the bushes and this this other guy's like seeing these lines there's probably people listening right now going, Oh, this is what it is. And this it, is the movie. Here's some, is the not, name. You, some of you are nodding your heads. What is it? Like, <laughs> yes. Like Ra- well, there's multiple times, times that there's been something
0: like that. Yeah. Something like but that. Yeah. To where, yeah, but, yeah. but I think you're talking about Roxanne.
1: Yeah. Ro- because Roxanne. Steve Martin
0: had the, the big nose and he was ugly. Oh. That and movie, then, yeah, but it huh.
1: was off of it was based on some other
0: like fairy yeah. tale. He movie. was saying he was telling you yeah. what to say, but it was because he really liked the girl and she liked yes. that guy because he was more attractive. Yes. So ultimately she ended up realizing it was him and his words.
1: Well, exactly. And that's what it is when when we yield ourselves to the spirit of God and he and we allow him to speak to us and he's gonna give us the words absolutely to say. He's gonna give us the because he wants us to be effective in prayer. Mm-hmm. He wants to. Um, help us more than we even know. I mean, yeah. that's that he created us for that relationship and for that conversation. So um, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I, I appreciate that, you know, and, and getting that help sometimes means you're just hanging out with the right people. And one of the things during this time where a lot of people are quarantining, and we're not getting together as, as much as uh, we'd like to, we have to find some creative ways to connect, and one of the things that I've been doing is I've been on uh, Uversion using the Uversion app, right? And there's different Bible plans that you can participate in, and I started um, this plan when somebody sent me an invitation. It was really cool. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll read this plan with you. And um, you go through the devotion, you go through some of the scriptures, and then there's a talk it over section. You can, you know, um, type in your comments and stuff on there, and there's different links of these plans one of them that i just recently went through with a friend of mine and a couple other people i didn't know but they were invited so i guess they were part of the deal right um anyway so we're on this plan and it was called pray like jesus i thought that's interesting. I'll accept that invitation. And it's good 21 days. I don't know if I can handle the whole 21 days, but you know, I'm <laughs> going to go for it anyway, you know? So I got on there and I went through each of those prayers and it was awesome. It was, it was pray like Jesus is on you version. It's a 21 day plan by a pastor named Mark Driscoll. And he's a pastor, out, pastor actually out of the Phoenix, Arizona area. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was really good and beneficial. So if you're listening right now going, Hey, I use you, you version. Hey, I want to learn how to pray more effectively. Well, then there, I guess I just promoted that um, that plan. So go ahead and go on there. You can invite me, but I've already done it. So hey, I figured, hey, I, I already, I'm a professional, right? I'm a pro now. No, I, I would do it again. You can invite me to pray, <laughs> pray, or go through that plan with you. Pray like Jesus, and I'll probably accept it and and uh, and join in and stuff. So anyway, that that's just one little tool or tip on uh how we can become more and more effective in our prayers because it, it, you guys let me ask you guys a question have you ever felt like sometimes in your prayers you're you're praying and then it's just like you feel like these prayers are bouncing off the ceiling it's like you just i'm praying but it doesn't feel like it's getting through it's like i don't know maybe it's just me have, have you guys ever experienced that and if so what do we do when that happens help yes. me. Yes,
2: I Professor, have. Professor,
1: <laughs> Professor Troy.
2: I'm going to let Mr. Russell, because I, I, I have sat <laughs> down with him in a lot of, a lot of deep conversations. And I know, I know where he's going to go with this one. Uh, so I'm gonna let him jump off first. But yes, I have. That's very had those uh, moments. Uh, and they tend to trail out into long moments of feeling like it's just bouncing off the ceiling. Is anybody out there? i'm sending Mm -hmm. the exactly
1: exactly what do we do what do we do matt well help us there's so many
2: different so
0: many different things that could be key when you feel that way i I felt that way before myself to where it was just like i'm praying but there's nothing going on it's just bouncing off the ceiling right back at me um a lot of times it's because well i mean i'm in my head (laughs) a lot of times it's i'm distracting myself i don't even realize it but also, um, it, it may not be me. Sometimes, this is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual battle that we're we're facing. Um, it's not with flesh and blood. And what you have to do is you have to realize the enemy wants nothing more than for you to stop. The enemy wants you to stop. He wants you to feel powerless. He wants you to have that ceiling sitting over you. And you have to have the confidence in knowing that whether it's being, you know, awakened in the middle of the night and you're just going, I I know I'm supposed to pray, but I don't know what to pray for. Do it. Just do it and pray in the spirit. Yes. Because there's a, there's a type of prayer that's extremely important and it's an intercessory prayer and it's praying for other people. And sometimes you don't know, maybe you wake up and Troy, you kind of alluded to this to where, someone comes to mind mm-hmm. and you're going, I don't know what it is, but I know I got to pray for them. Mm-hmm. And so you go to basically battle, you go to battle for them right at that moment, because that's, that's a big key to our prayers. But what if I'm, I don't know, well, pray in the spirit, just like you just said, but what, what if I am just praying and I don't feel like there's anything happening. Don't stop. Mm-hmm. Don't stop praying. This, I mean, just an example, this wasn't what I was gonna (laughs) use the scripture for, but it's perfect. It answers this exactly. Daniel 9, verse 20 begins the story where Daniel has been fasting. He's gone through all kinds of trouble. Now he's being challenged once again, and he's in need. He's asking, God, please, Lord, Help me give me direction. Give me an answer. He's, he's eating nothing. We, we talk about the Daniel fast. And if you don't, if you haven't heard of it, you can check it out. It's pretty common, but he was eating. I mean, nothing but uh, nuts and fruit. That's vegetables. it. Yeah. And vegetables, vegetables, fruit, and nuts. That's all. And he's just, he's fasting. He's praying. And he's fervently praying, but he's seeing nothing. Doesn't that kind of sound familiar? Yeah. It's like the enemy's in there just making them just just quit. He just wants them to stop praying. Because as soon as you stop praying, I can, the enemy, can gain some ground. Mm -hmm. As long as you keep praying, you're calling on all kinds of different things, spiritual, to help to assist, to bring an answer. Well, as soon as in in 20, Gabriel appears. He's the messenger. He's the archangel, by the way, and that's a whole nother conversation. We can get into different types of whatever, but he shows up and he says, it says that while Daniel was still speaking and praying and confessing his sins and the sin of his people, it's written in my people but i'm changing it for for this why he while he is asking and presenting his his supplications to the lord while he was still speaking then gabriel appeared this is after 21 days 21 days of his prayers bouncing off the ceiling and it gabriel says as soon as you prayed as soon they won like the words just came out of his mouth already god sent gabriel but he couldn't come because he was slowed down by this spiritual battle so the enemy was holding him back he was being sent gabriel's a messenger and he's being sent with the answers that Daniel has been asking for, but he couldn't get to him because of this spiritual battle that was delaying him from getting there. He had to actively be involved in the battle. So, so what happened? What would have happened if Daniel would have stopped? What if, what would have happened? Who who would have gained a little bit more ground? I mean, who knows? Daniel didn't stop. That's the key. But, but for us, what you can't do, um, actually, I saw a whole thing about Pete Rose. Pete Rose, great baseball player, should be in the Hall of Fame. That's a whole different conversation. Again, big debate by a lot of people, whatever. But he talked about how when you're in a slump, when you feel like your prayers are bouncing off of the ceiling, you don't change your swing. You don't change your stance. You don't change those things that you know you should be doing. You continue in those things. All you do is maybe move the bat up or down in your hands. That's it. Grip up or grip down on the bat. That's all that he ever did to change. And he's got all the records. (laughs) He's phenomenal. So if I'm going to hear from someone about how to Get out of a prayer slump. I would think that it would be. Do what you know you're supposed to do. Don't stop. But if you can't just make slight little adjustments. Not big adjustments. You, you pray in the spirit. In Jesus name. You make sure if you don't feel like you're, you're doing any good. Look at the Lord's prayer. Pray, pray scripture. Do the stuff you know to do. And then one more key, maybe it might be time to partner up with somebody else too. Uh, Go grab a buddy to join you in the prayer. Because in numbers, the enemy can't take us. Can't. When you're all by yourself on an island, you can feel like your prayers are ineffective. But when you get around some others, you know, we're going to battle. And this battle is ours to win. Absolutely. But I may not have hit on what Troy was was referring to. You nailed
2: just it. Just because
0: I had Daniel sitting right there just in the front of my lobe ready to come on out.
2: No, you nailed it.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Well. Uh, man, this has been good. It's been it good. Is. And, um, you know, I I'm just so encouraged because, you know, everything we've been talking about, you know, it just pray without ceasing and other things like that scriptures have just been coming to my mind and everything. And, and I'm just getting more and more excited about um, actually getting into prayer and getting in the conversation with God even right now. And, And this is what I know. I know God hears our prayers and he's actively involved in answering them. And it may take 21 days, right? It may take, um, you know, three to six weeks for your delivery by, you know, through Amazon, you know, we, it seems like sometimes people have more faith in that, that statement right there. Well, Oh, it's going to take three to six weeks. But, but when we pray to God it's like three to six minutes and we're like, Hey God, what's the problem? Where's it at? You know, we, we, we have more, um, you know, patience with, you know, our Amazon delivery coming from, uh, you know, another country, a lot of times than we do in, having the patience to wait on the lord and stuff and just spend time thanking him and stuff so this is an interesting thought that came to my mind but just knowing that god's actively involved in answering our prayers and he wants us to pray and remember prayer's a dialogue so it's not just about what to say and how do i pray sometimes it's just about being quiet shut up and listen right just get to that place where you're listening and um God wants us and to pray and he wants to hear from us, and but we need to be ready to listen to him so that, you know, I had a friend of mine who's a super prayer warrior. His name is Steve. And one of the things I asked Steve, I said, Steve, it seems like a lot of people come to you with prayer requests because it seems like a lot of times what you pray comes to pass or you get answers. He said, well, this is my secret. I recognize the anatomy that God has given me. He's given me one mouth and two ears. So when I come to him in prayer, I remember I've got two ears for a reason. I need to listen twice as much as I speak in prayer. And he said, that's been pretty effective for me. Mm -hmm. And plus, if I'm ever in a dilemma where I think I need to say something, but I think God might be trying to say something to me, I realized this. I figured what he has to say is likely more important than what I have to tell him. Yeah. So I've learned to just shut my mouth and listen. It's good. And he said, it's been working. So yeah. I mean, that's great. So we need to listen to him and you don't have to be an ex- expert. He's a trusted friend. He's someone he wants to develop that relationship and that conversation with just start like Matt said earlier, just start that conversation and then just see where it goes from there.
2: Mm-hmm. That's prayer. That's prayer.
1: That's prayer. Mm -hmm. Praise, Thanksgiving, all those things um, that we talked about on the podcast. That's just a small glimpse. It's such a vast subject. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, the longer you're in a relationship with someone, there's a lot more stories and a lot more conversation that you have a lot more. Hey, do you remember when God wants to hear those things? You know, he wants to hear us reminding him, God, do you remember when, you healed me. Do you remember when I was in a financial situation and I prayed and you came through? He wants us to remember those things. Folks, if you're listening today and you're wondering, can I pray? How do I pray? What do I pray? Why should I pray? I hope that this podcast has benefited you. And, um, and I tell you what, I just want you to be able to live the wit life walk in truth, know that you have a God that loves you. He wants to hear from you. And more importantly, he wants to speak to you today. Thank you so much for joining us on living the wit life. And for more information, don't forget to check out the website. You can sign up for the newsletter. You can look at the events that are coming up. And the website is walkingintruthministries.org. God bless you. And we will hear from you and speak to you next week.
0: Thank you for joining us today. You are the reason why we do this podcast and you are truly a blessing to us. We would love to hear from you. Whether you'd like to comment or ask questions about this episode, give us ideas for future topics to discuss, or if you just need to reach out and hear back from one of us, you can do so by leaving us a message from the podcast or by going to walkingintruthministries.org And then you could also send us an email at witministries.tx at gmail.com. That is wit, W-I-T, ministries.tx at gmail.com. And finally, it would be a huge blessing to us if you would like our podcast and go to our Walking in Truth Facebook page and by liking us there too. Again, thank you
2: and God bless.